we're talking DIY therapy, basically what we do for supplementing. Or like during the pandemic, when we weren't able to do therapy, how we... Do you mean my friend Crown Royal? Hello, and welcome to Table for Five with No Reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at the table. Tonight, we are talking about DIY therapy, what we've learned, how we implement things in our home, maybe some things that people have suggested that don't work that we tried (laughs) and then took a hard pass on. Tonight, I have Jen. Hi, everyone. Rachel. Hey, everybody. Jamie. Hello. Kim. Hi. And I am Tabitha, and we thought we would start with Rachel Flanagan on this topic of DIY therapy. How does this roll into your house? You know, I don't know if I would call it therapy. That sounds very, very official, but the way that we pass time and get through is complicated. We, we like, I think I've explained it before where Seeley, it sort of needs like circuit training. Like you got to do one for the mind, one for the body, one for the calm. And then all the way back around. I remember when I learned about what ABA was, like maybe a few, six months or so into our diagnosis, I um, I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, that's how we do things here. Like you might think that there's a task like teach my kid to go to the park appropriately. Oh, no, not in Plantaville. It is 3,854 steps with 5,000 more prompts and you know we just make everything super micro and then achieve that repeat that achieve that repeat that make it thicker or you know make it um thicker add the next layer (laughs) and keep on building the skill I feel like a bath is not just for cleansing I'm sorry Jen Dunn it's where you put a mermaid to calm her down everything has this therapeutic aspect to what we do and we have to be so aware of those parts it's like we can't go to the freaking car without talking it through and into a parking lot or into a store. I mean, it's just all of it. I feel like our whole life is techniques and trial. Mostly failed, but a lot of trying, lots of trying. What about you, Jamie? What do you feel about this? What do I feel about this? I- <laughs> Topic, this, this DIY. I've got a and, lot of feelings. Uh, yes. And we're saying therapy. It's not, I mean, we're just parents implementing the suggestions of others. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think for ours, like it is therapy though. Like, so right now, currently only for like another week or so we have in home therapy. So our house, like we have a room that we've made as a space to do therapy in. I would say at this point, about 20% of the therapy actually happens in there because (laughs) now my child's grown to know that as the room for therapy and the poor therapist is just chasing him around the house, but a space where all her things are in there. So we know we have that in there. And we also, through the therapy, like the therapy we're in, we're trained as parents to also implement that therapy. So if we're working on anything, that's just where I keep all the resources or where we can try to do it. It's also the room we try to do any like schoolwork and stuff like that sometimes too. But also implementing other things, like things we get from the speech therapist and the occupational therapist, all the ideas and everything that they have us try to do at home, having a space for that and working on that. And then outside of that room, having other things around, like always having, we have a swing in the backyard for my son. 
we have a trampoline that I think we'd have anyway, but it does fulfill a lot of the sensory needs, giving my son like sensory, he's a sensory sheet or a sensory sack, like all the things like that, that help him regulate having those things always around and available and just incorporating it into the activities we do. So hand strength is a big thing we're always trying to build up with my son so like when we go to bake cookies it's not necessarily just to bake cookies it's for him to play with the dough and build up that hand strength and different activities we do obviously he's a kid and we're doing kid things but at the same time we're doing them with more of a purpose to implement therapies and to build on those strengths yeah does that have to be cookies james lots of cookies cookies. Although sometimes I don't eat the ones that he makes because it's a lot of just hands in there there. and then the same thing with the bath and the shower I mean sometimes we just have a bath ever since he was a baby he's loved the bath and Mm -hmm. he was a baby it's the only place he'd be calm I swear like a lot of times I'm just like okay let's go in the bath (laughs) yes yeah we use water excessively in our house for therapeutic purposes for regulation for water play bowls on the floor pool outside and I think intuitively we learned these things before we knew about Nixon's diagnosis and so if he was struggling or if we like had high energy or something like a trip to the bath regulated his body and now he uses it as a tool if he's stressed out it's not uncommon for him to ask to take two or three baths in one day in order to regulate his own self and he's gotten so big he likes to sit folded in the like cup of the bath not long ways but short ways and he's gotten so big now that his legs are just like draping over the side. I'm like, we need a new bigger bath for this. But we implement like weighted vests. We have swings. We have sensory tactile stuff. And with us, we're always balancing Nora and Nixon's needs. Like she loves touching things, loves touching sand, loves making messes out of anything she touches, like patterns out of sensory clay that's a new thing where she'll like peel apart little tiny pieces and then she'll make a pattern on the floor and then she doesn't want you to clean up the pattern so she like chooses how it's going to be and then it's not cool if you touch (laughs) what's happening but then Nixon doesn't like messes in that way and so he's wanting you to clean up the situation or tattling on his sister that there's a big mess <laughs> really but the DIY therapy is like always in flux so whatever goal you're working on like putting on the pants or putting on the socks and like encouraging to do that and patience for waiting for those things to happen takes a lot of effort we have the same thing with hand strength so we're always trying to encourage like forks and spoons being used and Nixon still is not a big fan of dressing himself or he would prefer for you to do it so we've been working really hard on his shoes and the OT therapist was like you realize that he can put on his shoes right I'm like oh yeah we know he can it's uh whether he would like to or not you know so like balancing that stuff out is interesting uh Kimmy for you I know that you do a lot of stuff at home with Alyssa now, especially and during the pandemic with like different activities. What happened with us is here, you go to school until you're 22. So she had obviously gotten speech therapy, occupational therapy. She had phased out of physical therapy, but she still did the group physical therapy and they still did like some physical activities like yoga and Zumba and stuff like that at school. And they did a lot of the communication stuff, which her teacher did aside of the speech therapy 
sessions, um, like using the Prolo to go device, working on whatever they were doing at school. And then when she came out of school and transitioned into adult services, they were just kind of like, yeah, she didn't really want to use the device, but she also didn't want to use it at home. Like we've never really used it here because anytime I ever attempted to it, she like made it very clear that she did not want that. I think she just associated it with school and work, like schools like work to them. You know what I mean? Yes. And she didn't want to do it at home. And we didn't really push her sometimes if she like was hurt or something like that, or like didn't feel good we might pull it out to try to like help navigate that but that's really the only times that that came out of her bag she had another ipad for home that was separate from the one that went back and forth to school that one just stayed in her bag so when she went into adult services she went with her communication device and every time they pulled it out of her bag she would scream and then they would put it back in so then obviously she just did that every time because she didn't want them to pull it out of her bag so they're like yeah like she doesn't want us to use it we aren't going to force her to do it because she's an adult and I'm like it's her communication though you know what I'm saying like it's her way to communicate I can communicate with her because I'm her mother and I know all of her things you know it would be better if she would use the communication device so like I'm not against that but I know her looks I know her gestures I'm very in tune with her not saying 100% of the time I can figure it out but like 90% of the time and then I'm like well it's going to be all this work that all these therapists have done down the drain and she uses it very well so then I was like I don't know what to do so because she wouldn't let me touch that iPad I went out and purchased another iPad which she wouldn't touch at first because that was my iPad you know what I mean it wasn't her iPad so now we have three freaking iPads the one that she won't (laughs) let you touch her iPad that she uses and now there's another one then I started working with her just doing like structured activities which she was like resistant at first but then she kind of did it I was end up being able to find a speech therapist that like took her but it took a while to find one that would take an adult so I just kind of started doing just random things like activities with flashcards like little games like just whatever I could think of that would entail like using the iPad with it. And then once she got the speech therapy, they kind of helped me a little more with like, I had more examples because I would see what they would do. So then I'd be like, oh, all right, I can like do something like that. So just a lot of stuff like that. But I feel like we're always doing stuff without even realizing we're doing mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. We're always being a speech therapist because I'm always trying to get her to repeat stuff, slowing stuff down, um, showing her things. I trying to identify things for her. You know, it's like, you don't, you just do it. I think it just naturally you do it because when that deficit is there, you're always going to try to help move that along. So I, I mean, love how like, you play the acorn game and how I love that acorn over game. time it has molded and changed. Like maybe not yeah. the acorn game specifically, but the way that you progress through a game yeah. and like build a skill, build a skill, build a skill. Like, and I, I just kind of, I just kind of take away like maybe this certain game isn't going to work for her because it might be like too hard for her or too many directions. So I just adapt it to what I think that she can understand. And I kind of always aim for an attainable goal first, because then she's not going to want to do something that's too hard. And it's hard because I'm not a therapist. You know what I mean? I'm not a special education teacher. I'm her mom. And she could just like not want to do stuff sometimes that I think she really likes the one-on-one interactions where we just kind of sit and do it. Although she has been more resistant of it lately so that's what makes it hard you know I feel like it also sometimes just makes you feel inadequate as a parent when you can't do all these things but like in reality you can't be a speech therapist an occupational therapist a special education teacher a behaviorist and a mom like I mean it's just so much what 
You should have told people that during the pandemic because I know. (laughs) What I mean by that is like, it's so much to do well and really do each thing adequately. It's not that you can't, because obviously we'll still do it, but you feel like you're coming off short somewhere. You know, I feel bad when I don't sit there and do stuff with her. Like I feel guilty about it. Like I haven't been doing as much lately. And it's like, I feel bad about that. And then it's the thing with her is so hard because like, now she may not be so willing to do it. So it's like, I might've lost that ability to be able to do what I was doing because she's a stubborn little person who just doesn't want to do things that she doesn't want to do. So, you know, I think it is a lot sometimes to be put on, especially I'm the only one who does it here. So it's all put on me. It's just a lot to take on, but yeah, I do think that we naturally do things like when she was younger and I didn't necessarily know about all these things because the information wasn't really out there she was doing the tubs she did nine tubs a day because she would just sit and let the water run on her and get like that sensory input and you know we allowed her to do that and she had a mini trampoline in her bedroom she had a big huge yoga ball that she would sit on and bounce on and it's like you kind of just do all those things without realizing that you're doing them even though like Jamie said like you could do that for your other kids too but like it's different when there's a need like a a actual need for them to have these things you just kind of find a way to do it whether you get a swing or you have a swing set in the backyard you lots of water play you know there's just all these little things that you're constantly doing to try to like give them the input or interact with them and like Jamie said we cook with Alyssa and it's not to cook necessarily it's just giving her the experience of doing something she likes that she's better than me at cracking an egg like she does it so precisely and she likes to do it it makes her feel good makes her feel I think purposeful you know we do it for that just to give her the opportunity to do that not necessarily just to just yeah so what about you Jen it's evolved over the years I cracked about the bathtub, but we, we would spend hours, I mean, hours in the bathroom. I, I would read a book sometimes. <laughs> there was, she just, that sensory play in the water. You know, we have a swing in our living room. That's, I think, is therapy right there. Absolutely. Yeah, she finds art very therapeutic. Oh, so, yes. And yeah, she puts yeah. on almost a spa music that goes with it. And she will spend hours doing a canvas she's so good at it playing yeah so that's very therapeutic like I said it kind of just changes as she's gotten older you know we did the weighted sheets the weighted blanket which she wanted nothing to do with when she was younger now she'll request heavy gray blanket when she needs that input which is fantastic Mm -hmm. she knows it's accessible she'll just ask for it uh we also have a yoga ball I do a lot of rolling on her back which is something Chelsea told me to buy for the house, that kind of stuff. She's just really taken to gardening now. So we've just planted a bunch of flowers and she really likes to water them and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So just kind of going with what she's great. Dance and music too. Dance and music, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dan Ballet. You can can tell that she feels the music so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of stuff. You do a lot of stuff with food too. Oh, a lot of like you yeah. implementing therapy based on on food, like how she likes it on the plate, how it's cut, um, you know, everything being the same and similar for her, well, you know, to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that a, a lot with like as a parent implementing therapy, like we put it into our grooves of our day, you know, like which yeah. plate we use, which cup is gonna get the mouth going or you know like well like everything's the same right the other day yeah. I put the 
goldfish on the other side of the lunchbox to see if it threw her off. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go? It was fine. It was fine. Oh, good, yeah. good. Yeah, That's so real though. It's like you cut the ego a different way because it's yeah. been a good morning for three days just to see if you can push. I, you just redid grilled cheese, didn't you? Bring I back did. grilled cheese. Just brought back on a different bread. Ooh. On a different bread. It's all therapy. Oh yeah. It's always in flux too, depending on like which therapy is going on at the time. Like, do you have occupational? Mm -hmm. Do you have speech? Do you like, what's the focus right now? What behaviors are you trying to reduce by giving them what they need through the therapeutic interventions or not, you know, freedom. You also want to give them freedom to like be a kid and not be implementing a lot of stuff. But a lot of times that is also therapy, like giving them space and understanding their body and all that stuff. Well, yeah, especially even like the speech coming home from speech and having all that, here's what you need to do at home. Mm -hmm. And so you you literally were doing it at home, implementing Mm -hmm. the goals they gave you. And it was a Mm -hmm. lot of work. That's what I'd say with most of these therapies, I mean, like outside of ABA, where that's more of like a 30 to 40 hour a week thing for at least most little kids. I mean, these are like, 20 to 45 minute sessions mm-hmm. a week and then they send you home with like a list of things to do so it's like you kind of have to as a parent and I think with all of our kids no matter the age yeah we're doing things that are like fun and things you would maybe do for a typical kid or items you would have around from them, but it's just more purposeful like like we know we have the kinetic sand because he likes to play with that it calms him but it's also like a fun activity that all the kids like my nephew and my daughter both like doing too so it's kind of just like thinking things out a little more but I also think there's a flip side to it because I think that there's sometimes like unrealistic expectations put onto us by some of these people like what (laughs) I had ABA and granted it was very different then and she didn't have she only had three hours a day and they were like, oh, this is what you need to do. You need to like fill out all these. And every time there's a, and it's like, well, I have another child besides Alyssa. Like, do you know what I'm saying? My husband mm-hmm. works three jobs. So it's only me here. Like, and then she'd like be annoyed if they weren't like all filled out. And it's like, well, I don't have to tell you lady. <laughs> I'm trying to like keep my other child safe from this child. That's going to come before like filling out a paper, which yeah, your I know- data charts. Yeah. And like, these are like the ABC. So you did like the antidote, yeah. the behavior, the consequence, like, which is all fine and well, it's the same thing when we're doing the picture exchange stuff. And they're like, no, you have to do it this way. You have to, you know, you have to have this here. And it's like a lot of these things were, they're a lot easier now, but this is before there was so much like at home stuff that you could access. There's a but- lot of expectations too, that we know what they're talking about sometimes too. Like with Nora's um, pecs specifically, when they were doing pecs because Nixon never really took to pecs he didn't like it he didn't he wasn't for it at all we never really used it that much with him they would explain things to me but then I'm like I don't know what you're talking about can you please send me a video of like how to implement this because I don't know what you're saying to me <laughs> I don't know how to do this at home because I have never done this before I need more context to the situation or something because I don't know what you're talking about yeah and they use acronyms sometimes you don't know what they're talking about or oh those oh, in the beginning oh. in the beginning those yeah like what's an SLP yeah. <laughs> like, you, know, you know I don't but know I will say things like speech you know Jackie said if if you're not doing the work at home yeah she yeah. is not going to be successful so whether Absolutely. you begrudge me or not for giving you this 
homework you have to do the you have to do it at home because that's where she's going to learn in the context of what like if she says juice you need to elaborate on is you know anything. and sometimes that pushing is hard that pushing yeah. back and forth it like Nora <laughs> I was trying to work with her with her AC device under the table one day and I was like every time she would come in I'd model a button and then when she left I'd model another button and <laughs> she climbed under under there and she picked up that AAC device and she put it outside that tent. She said, no, we're done. We're not doing this, mom. Thanks for the modeling, but no, no, no. no we're not well, doing this. And that's what I'm talking about too. It's like, sometimes like they're more willing to do something for somebody else or someone yes. else. But then when yeah. you try to do it at home, it's a different story. And then Great. some therapists are very understanding and others are like, no, you have to do this. And it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. no, I have to keep everybody in my house safe. Yeah, that's, and they get that's number yeah. one. But I think <laughs> those are the ones probably with children, the ones who realize <laughs> that it's not that. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And I've had people come into the house and they're like, Oh, she's not like this at school. And I'm like, mm, well, <laughs> yeah. She's I'll like go. this here. Log him to Darville. And I think that's um, part of like therapy as home is giving him a break from therapy in ways. Like yeah. we I still I mean behaviorally, it is really important that we stay consistent across the board at therapy at school, at home. Like so if there's a big behavior, we have to react in the way we've asked everyone else to react. But otherwise, if it's a Saturday and we don't have anything to do, he can do whatever the crap he wants. And we're not yeah. gonna be pushing him or things like that. But that is therapy to me for him is giving him a break from all this stuff. Yeah, because they yes. work so hard. They work so, so hard. And I think about that all the time, like giving my kids an opportunity to just be themselves without me like intervening if it's safe and if it's what they mm -hmm. want to do and having times where if they're over doing their own thing like I don't need to be right up in there all the time I need like I need to give them some space to just explore and feel things the way they want to feel and I don't need to like redirect them or give them tools every minute of of the day Right. although a lot of the times we do you know especially when we're outside of the house they're so particular too so that's yeah. what's very hard I think that in hindsight I realized that the reason Alyssa wouldn't use her device at the new program was because it was still set with everything from the old school down to the school the teachers everything was the same so she's probably like um this is a different school you moron like why would I use <laughs> yeah, this this isn't for here yeah like, this I mean when you here. really think about it from her perspective like it doesn't make sense for her to use that there mm -hmm. but it wasn't yeah, helpful like that there was nobody who's really trained enough to be like okay this is what we're gonna do she won't use this we'll do a visual board it's just kind of like they're not going to spend the time and the energy into doing that because that, that's not this isn't school it's not therapy so it's like if it's becoming something that's going to be harder everything is harder in the beginning and then when you get over that kind of hump then you know it becomes easier just like her with the new ipad like she wasn't going to use it eventually she took it over but like it took so long so it's like things are just so particular or there's like a reason that like we're not clearly seeing that mm -hmm. they you know they won't do it in a certain room or with a certain person it depends on the kid too like nixon is more flexible with transferring skills from one place to another like if he learns something at school or if he learns something at therapy He's really good at implementing that at home, like across the board. Nora, no, thank you. She's like, we don't do work here. 
uh this is my place I chill I do what I want like it's much harder to get her like on board and we usually have to modify what we're doing at home compared to what she's doing someplace else so like Mm -hmm. if they're doing it every 30 minutes like potty training we're, we're doing that right now she has no problem using the potty outside of the house at home we're still like in the early early stages of potty training over here but we've had to like change our routine her routine like you were saying Kim change her routine to make it not the same thing as at school because then it's what we do at home instead of like she compartmentalizes those Mm -hmm. environments and it doesn't transfer the same way but Nixon I mean he's like we got this nailed it nailed it there nailed it here we're going with well it. <laughs> and it's like number one they can kind of figure out like what they can get away with and what they can't get away with right but it, there's this other part of it that it's like are you gonna spend your only time with her with her screaming and yelling and you guys butting yeah. heads because like you want her to do the specific thing it's like when do you decide to just let her be a kid and, and spend quality positive time with her or be a therapist and stick to your guns and be like no this is what we're doing so it's like it's just a very fine line I feel like especially I mean stubbornness is just such a thing with our children (laughs) I wonder where she gets that from (laughs) with Jesse in the beginning before we had the resources especially like I was always trying to work with him on stuff and they were recommending before we got into early education and everything things to do at home and it was like I was running at a wall like and it was like we were I was like getting so frustrated that like when he actually did go off to school and there was other people helping him I was so freaking grateful <laughs> but I did got to a point where I was like it's healthier for him and I if we just yeah. like slow this down if yeah. like the pushing's not working it's making it harder so I think that's definitely a good point Kimmy and like with Alyssa she won't do the virtual speech anymore which is very unfortunate but like she was clearly telling me by destroying my house and like self-injuring and screaming like I kept going oh well she'll do it we'll we'll get her to do it we just gotta you know show her that all the yelling and screaming wasn't gonna work but like she was clearly telling me that she didn't want to do it and I had to at that point take a step back and be like okay I need to listen to what she's communicating to me it's not about her doing what I want her to do for whatever reason and I just think it was there was just tons and tons of changes with therapists they kept changing she needs to know what to expect and the last therapist she had just didn't match with her too commanding and too wordy and I think that, that was just like her last straw that's only speculation on my part because I don't know a hundred percent but that's the closest thing that I can think of that makes sense to me and she's clearly even if I bring up the word she sat screaming and she liked it and enjoyed it before so it wasn't like she was doing it and like didn't like it but I had to step back and like be like okay I need to listen to what she's she's clearly trying to communicate with me that she does not want to do this and And look at what an explosion like her speech has become more clear now that she's doing it at her pace rather than on Tuesdays at three I'm making that up but you know that. And I did say that to my husband. I said, it's funny that she's seeming to do it a little more now. Although she did go through a period where like it kind of got like quieter and not as clear. And she's using the words more. And I'm not working with her as much and she's not doing the speech. So sometimes it's, it's not always a bad thing to take a step back or take a break. You know, I feel like we just have all this pressure to like do all these things because we want them to get the most out of it and pro- progress as much as they can but sometimes taking a step back is what the child needs at the time and what you need it's oh, hard too because we've done therapies like a 
functional. I, I was just reading because we gotta have this time hop. And I had taken a screenshot of another therapy center saying that we were the wrong fit. Like I must've sent it to you guys or sent it to my husband or something. And in it, it says, she can't go to ABA because she's too behavioral, but we do have this FBA program. And I like instantly flash to this whole process of FBA, which is a functional behavioral analysis, behavior analysis. And basically that means that they taught us to data chart. And like Kimmy said, it's the antecedent. It's the whole thing. Well, the like gist of my kid kicking the wall and me and all of the things at that point, the guy thought that if we offered her a fancy bread or a, which is a croissant, a banana or hot or cold water and left it at these four things that we would take out the struggle and, or the stall and, or excuse to not go to bed of being hungry. And so the whole thought process of this was to offer these things to her before she could make the demand so that there was no need to make the demand. Well, I took that and ran with it, didn't I? And now I've got this Hellcat that demands everything like a little tiny baby dictator. And I just thought I was doing her favors, you know, trying to like come to her with this idea. I feel like a constant cruise director, but I'm like, I'm that whole thing of head to Italy and show up in Holland. (laughs) Well, today we're doing more mm, pasta and she only speaks tulips. You know, I mean, it's just (laughs) like, I felt for years that I was doing the right thing, momming her in this like pre-need thing. That's like you're try- constantly trying to reinvent Boy. the wheel, you, you know? Yeah. Walk. I'm trying to push a block into wheel form because, you know, you're just trying that hard. It's terrible. Well, and I feel like sometimes uh, we get this impression that it's not okay to say no, you know? Like when you have a professional, and I think we've said this before on the podcast, like when you have a professional telling you you should try something, especially in the beginning when you don't have your bearings and you're like trying to do as much as you can to get as much resources because, you know, nothing works after six years old (laughs) or whatever uh, people are telling you. It takes some time to like find your no and just be like, no, we're not doing that. Like I'm so, I'm so much better at that now. I am all for trying anything, but I know for a fact that my daughter's not going to eat root vegetables at this point in time and or that she'll eat the stickers from the sticker chart like please step off we're not doing that and it is to balance out like the things that do work so Mm -hmm. you know like we can start with cucumbers or like cauliflower in the secret macaroni or you know like other avenues but the beets she's not down for that (laughs) it's that constant balance and that push and pull of like sometimes I'm like nope there's no way I know my kid that and then I'm like oh she did it (laughs) (laughs) so there there is something about like giving things a try and trying to be open to things but then there is also a lot of benefit in saying you know what today we're going to the beach and you're going to get sand and you're going to get the water or or whatever it is you know something that's enjoyable to them and you it's still beneficial to them there's nothing wrong with like sometimes taking a day to do something like that yeah. instead well we tried know. the root vegetables i mean i i'm like i said i'm down to try it but i'm mm-hmm. also going to come back and say no this did not work it, it told you it was, it was not you. great <laughs> she's not for it we're passing on that whole suggestion. We're moving on to the next thing. <laughs> I hate to be the one to say, I told you so, but. <laughs> so this is our DIY therapy. I mean, there's so much to talk about therapy. Like we all 
have done all kinds of things and different needs of our kids and different skills. We try our best at home to follow some kind of advice from professionals because we don't have degrees in this area and we are learning as we go. But we also want to be have our kids be kids sometimes. And that's okay. Yes, and I, I think there's a lot of benefit and there's a lot to be said for real life experience and exposures for our children. You know, sometimes those things are very important as well. And if you don't sometimes do those things when they're young, it just gets harder and harder to introduce them. So yeah, just quick before we do the next times, I mom alongside each of the four of you. And it's a pleasure because it's like taking part in a brainstorm all the time. The way that Kimmy talks to Alyssa and reinforces and pauses is different than the way that Tabs empowers Nixon to explain this dinosaur. And then stops before he can like get going so that it keeps him calm but he's still got this engagement and different than how Jamie and Jen do like it's just such a pleasure to mom alongside you guys and I feel like watching the different ways that you implement music or Jame is getting outside and using the trampoline or whatever, like bringing therapists into the home. It's all so beneficial for me. It's like better than Pinterest because I get to watch this living option. And to our listeners, we know that we come at you with five different opinions, maybe sometimes three, because we all agree or four or whatever one, but or six, because sometimes we have split personalities or six (laughs) because I flip flop, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But really we know that you're doing the same darn thing and we want to leave you with some empowerment that it is okay to fail out of these things or to realize after seven months that it's the therapist or it's the not not the right fit or the car ride to get there's too long or you know it isn't worth the ice cream at the end or the battle to behave like it's just so hard to pass these hurdles and however you're learning it is great and you're doing a good job because it's like living a brainstorm like it's it's hard it's really hard if you're trying too hard and you yourself need a break that's okay too because sometimes we just need to pause on implementing for a hot minute laminator in the closet and take a month off (laughs) yeah put your feet in the sand yourself and take take in that ocean view if you live near an ocean uh, next time, I'm so excited. We have storytellers. First time we're having dads do storytellers. June is Father's Day month. We got some dads to come tell their story. So get ready for that. They're great. Um, life hacks so- with dads. Life hacks with dads. Next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the table for the third episode of our 11th series, Life Hacks. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure you are subscribed and rate and review us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Also, you can email us at tableforfivepodcasts at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us. We have new episodes every Monday. Join us next week for our Storytellers episode, Father's Day edition. We'll see you there. Bye.